Right, so for our first ever live phone-in caller, we're absolutely honoured to have on the phone Crawley Town legend Sergio Torres. Sergio, thank you so much for speaking to us. Hello, guys. Good evening. No problem. How are you, do how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. Thank you. Yeah, just put uh, my girls to bed, so yeah. We won't, make, we won't make too much noise, I promise. So, um, <laughs> Sergio, how is life? Yeah, life is great. Um, I'm still, uh, I'm still enjoying football and playing uh, part time for East Bombara, which is uh, yeah, in the Conference South, and we're doing, we're doing well. We started the the season good. We're fourth uh, in the league, I believe, and yeah, I'm also working part time, uh, coaching kids uh, every day. So yeah, just just involved with football. So yeah, my family is all good, so yeah, Fantastic, and it doesn't look like you've aged a single day since you left Crawley Town either, you're still looking young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm putting cream <laughs> in my face and that, uh, but nah, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to always eat the right things and look after myself because, you know, if uh, I'm playing with kids who are 20 years younger than me every Saturday <laughs> evening and, and I'm like, uh, I have to, you know, I have to run around, and it's you, not you, just... You, you can play with your brains, you know. You're still running <laughs> rings around them as well. I've seen the videos. Yeah, um, yeah so, I love it. I, I just love getting involved in the, in the game. So, it's yeah, brilliant. I'm, try, I'm trying my best, mate. We love watching it. And now you're in your 14th year as a footballer in English football, Serge. You represent what, sorry? You're in your 14th year as a footballer in English football. Oh, and my you... God. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. And you've represented seven different clubs. Um Amongst all that, where do your four seasons at Crawley lie in the bigger picture of your, your entire career? In my entire career, uh, I would say it's, it's, it's hard to choose between my time at Week and my time at Crawley. I'm yep. definitely the, 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 the top two in, the, in my career, definitely. Uh, week on because it was my first professional club and yep. my dream come true. Uh, and I had an amazing three years there. Uh, I made friends. That still my friends, my friends for life, and uh, I just loved everything about you know be, being a professional footballer and cruelly just you know gave me gave me the best you know probably inside the pitch the best time in my life. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, going to Old Trafford, scoring against Derby, uh, getting two promotions in a row is just just things that I will never you know never expect when when I first came to England and uh, yeah so definitely uh, Crawley and Wick are, are my top two yeah. Brilliant. Now, you mentioned there two things. When I think of Sergio Torres and Crawley, I think of Derby and I think of Man United. <laughs> I, think, I think every Crawley fan does. Hmm. But you, you played well over 100 times for the club. Are, are they your two key moments? They are for everybody else, I'm sure. But over, over such a long period of time, is there anything else that sort of stands out for you? Uh, well, them two uh, scoring, you know, every time. Even now, if I watch that goal back, uh, it gives me good spoon again. Yeah. Uh, just, just, yeah. I don't know. The, the commentator seeing, uh, seeing Steve Evans running on the pitch, and um, you know that, that that was the the best feeling I had on the football pitch. Uh, definitely, definitely, in my whole my career. Uh, Man United is just a dream come true for any any player who played League One, League Two, lower leagues. It's just you know a, a thing like you dream about playing in that stadium. So definitely the top two, but also you know. Um, I remember when um, I think it was Old Tringham when we got promoted from the conference. Yep. That was an amazing day. The journey back, you know, that that was that was class. We had such an amazing dressing room. Uh, it was it was brilliant that day. And yeah, um, Akron Australia away winning one new. Uh, 
Sevilla yeah, 20 minutes to go. Uh, that was another, you know, getting back to back promotion, pr promotion, and go back to playing League One. Uh, it was yeah, it was special moments for uh, for such a special club. You know, when I first came, uh, we were in the conference, and yeah, Steven was putting the team together, which uh, we thought it's going to do well, but. To, to do what we've done, I think it's uh, is very special. It was yeah. it was an absolute golden time for the club, wasn't it? It was an incredible team they put together, um, and you were a, you were an absolutely major part of that. And, I, and going back to Derby very briefly, I don't think anybody that was in the stadium that night will ever ever forget that moment when you stuck the ball in the back of the net. I, I was lucky enough to be stood up in the director's box right at the back, so I had a really good angle of it going in as well. And I've, I've never heard a noise at the club like it, and there'll never be a noise like it ever again. So on behalf of every single Crawley fan, we thank you just for that that individual moment of brilliance as well. Yeah, and I, I was actually behind the goal that you well the goal that you put the ball into the back of the net of, and it was an incredible experience to to have as a fan. And you've just spoken about uh, your experience playing for Crawley there and obviously your experience now playing for Eastbourne. Is the feeling that you, that you get when playing still as rich and explosive as when you were competing in the higher leagues of the English game compared to the, the, league, the lower league that you're playing in now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I carry on playing. Uh, you know, I've been asked many times, uh, uh, mainly by my wife, saying that, you know, when you think it's time to stop, when uh, when I come back from the games and I'm hurt and I got ice everywhere and uh, <laughs> a few days to few days to recover, but you know I, I said to her like that, that feeling that Saturday I feel you know that's my day I feel like a, a professional player every Saturday I wake up you know I had the right pre match and uh, just do my routine and uh, being in the dressing room with the boys uh, all. all you know, all the bands are involved with football mm. and yeah, doing the warm up, everything. It's just, you know, the butterflies still coming every, every game. Like you get, you know, a bit nervous before the games, that's or anxious. I don't know if it's nervous or anxious, but that, that's still, still the same that when I was, yeah, 22 years old when I first came to England. It's, like, it's exactly the same feeling. That's why I don't want to stop. These two hours I'm playing football, I completely forget, forget about the world and I just, you know, concentrate in my own world and, and, and playing and, enjoying uh, because I don't know how many more years I got left so well that was um, going to be my next question actually I mean you, you, your passion absolutely shines through is it you're 37 at the moment aren't you 37 yeah. Yeah. How, how long can you go on for do you think uh, I feel great you know I'm, I'm, I'm looking at bully I'm looking at bully always and then I'm like, how does he do it he's 39 I think and uh, he's having and a good year playing, as well he's still playing professional training every single day uh, you know I'm training twice a week now so it's slowed down a bit but I, um, I always say I want to play as, as long as I can because well, touch wood, I've been lucky with the injuries, I feel fit. Um, I, I always say I want to play until I'm 40, but I don't know. That's something that we have to discuss. Uh, Fingers crossed you do, mate. We, we love watching you and following your career. Yeah, very much <laughs> so. You, and yeah. you've had an incredible journey that obviously coming from working in a brick factory in Argentina, everyone knows the story, I think, if they're a Reds fan. And this is what yeah. your, your documentary is based upon as well. Um, but looking back on what you've experienced and where you are now, are you happy that you took the massive gamble to leave Argentina to come to England? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, I've been asked this question many times. and Back then, it was a, a lot of doubts in my head. I was 22. I was My, my life was already sorted there. I, you know, my dad was one of the owners of the brick factory, so I was eventually going to take over that, that business. Uh, but 
I remember I said to my dad, my, my dream is to play football. And in Argentina, I tried a few different clubs, but I couldn't I couldn't make it. And in Argentina, if you're 20, 21, you don't make it. The first team, professional, it's really hard to make it. And um, so, yeah, that's why I decided to, to come here. And uh, the first two years were, were, were really hard, um, especially because I didn't know the language. And that, that mm. was a massive, massive barrier, which... Uh, when I was in Argentina, I was thinking, nah, I, sh- I, I would be fine. But no, it's, it's it's such a massive barrier. I don't know. I started training and then I always be in the back of the queue because I didn't understand all the manager doing the team talk and I don't have a clue what he's saying. Uh, it was a, it was a big challenge. But you know, I, I took it as a life experience as well. Like my first few years, I was thinking, you know, I'm I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a new culture. I'm meeting so many nice people. Everyone tried to help me, and uh, my time at Bain System, especially, was you know was was really enjoyable. It wasn't yeah, it was semi-professional, but um, I started working in boots, and I made the supervisor is still is one still one one of my best friends now, and you know it's how how people helped me and um, just just got me through everything. And uh, once I signed that first pro contract, twenty-four, when I was at Wickham, uh, everyone who who knew me like. I think was really happy about me about uh, that achievement. So, uh, and what it came after is just you know unbelievable. So yeah, what well, was the dream always to make it professionally into the Premier League when you came, or were you happy if you kind of fell uh, into the lower leagues? Yeah, I was. I was happy being professional. I, I, I just wanted to live uh, like doing what I love, which is playing football. So I don't know, going to train every day and and and. and you know, don't don't go and work in a brick factory or somewhere. Yeah. Just, just play football. Uh, I was at, you know, of course, playing the Premier League would have been uh, the cherry on top of the cake. But you know that that that's that's nearly impossible. So, and if you if you still knew that this was how your career would have panned out in England, that you would have played League One, League Two, and 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 further down the leagues as well, would you still have wanted to come from Argentina as well? It sounds like you were just. And no, had the ambition to just want to play football in England. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I also you know, play League One, League Two, but I also play about ten, twelve games in the Championship, which is uh, it was up in my time at Peterborough. We got relegated that year, but uh, it was yeah probably uh, most uh, enjoyable games. Uh, I would say that that I couldn't believe how much time on the ball I used to have, and I really enjoyed playing there. Uh, it was a shame that was only for 10 or 12 games but you know I got to play in the championship which um, yeah coming my first team was mostly was in the Ryman Premiers I think so you know to get to play in the in the second tier of the English football is uh, yeah it was, it was just uh, a dream. Now you've undoubtedly faced many setbacks whilst trying to make it in, in English football do you have one golden piece of advice or wisdom to offer young players who are aspiring like yourself to make it in the professional football world? Uh, well, yeah, I have a lot of setbacks, a lot of no's in my career. In Argentina, in England, when I first came, I keep going on trial to clubs and no, uh, it's not strong enough, uh, it's, it's, it's not quick enough, you know, or oh, a lot of things that people trying to, well, it's, you know, football is a game of opinion. One manager can think I'm, I'm a really good player and another manager, like it happened in my career a few times, I'm playing every single game. Like having a crawl yeah, every single game for Steve Evans and Richie Parker come in and he thinks I'm not good enough and he put me on the bench every single game and it's it's hard it's hard to to deal with that uh, as a, as a footballer because 
in your brain you're thinking I should be playing but um, piece of advice I would say uh, believe in yourself um, just just work as hard as you can um, you know practice 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 and yeah just 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 go for it and of course in football you need a bit of luck as well being at the right time at the right moment um, but I think if you work hard like that that luck is, is it's going to come to you. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would say. And try to look after yourself, like, trying to eat the new things and do what the, 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 the management said, you know, try to, to stay healthy and, and that, that, that will make your career longer as well. That's brilliant. And you mentioned there that when Richie Barker came in, you played a lot less for Crawley. It, it disappointed me and a, a lot of Crawley fans. Um, then you moved on to Whitehawk in 2014, became the captain, and you played over 100 games for them as well. That was a complete almost career in itself, wasn't it? And you were in the Conference South Team of the Year in 2016. You must look back at your time at Whitehall very fondly as well. Yeah, of course. of course. It was a really, really difficult decision at the time. It was playing League One at Crowley, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden I'm out of contract. John Gregory like, told me, like, no, you know, you're not in my plans. So that was a, uh, it was a really emotional day, I would say. Uh, when I left, when I knew that it was my last game, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like four years, but you know, you get really attached to the place, to the club, and and I was I was really really sad. But you know, this this is football, and and happen and move on. So I was really yeah. Um, I didn't want to drop that many leagues, but at the time I didn't have that many options, and I didn't want to travel. I live in Brighton with my family and. Yeah. Young girls, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep traveling. I was 32, 33 at the time, and I thought, how many more years I can do a professional? Two or three years. So, yeah, I, I absolutely loved my time at Whitehawk as well. The fans, uh, they were great from from the first day. They they very lively, very colorful set of fans. They just you know love football as well, and yeah, I ended up playing a lot of games, and and uh, we done we done really well. We lost in the playoff final the first year to go up to conference and lost in the playoffs uh, semi-final the following year so um yeah it was really close with, with some really good really good team really good squad as well but yeah i um, i played i don't know i play a lot of games in, in non-league as well <laughs> It does seem to be no matter where you go, the fans absolutely love you because you you, just, you are just such a nice, likable guy, always smiling, no matter what. And, then, and, the, and the hair as well, the and hair. The hair, the hair, I'm sure the hair helps. Oh, 100%. I think, I think it's a, a lot to do with the hair. I'm not sure if it's all my yeah. smile. I do try, I do try to, to, to enjoy and to smile. You know, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's a game and I know we put a lot into it and uh, yeah, I get really upset. Don't, don't get me wrong when, I, when we lose a game. Like, Two days ago, we considered in the last minute of the game and the, still getting upset, like when I was 20 yeah. years old, you know, winning 2-1 away at Darfur, thinking, great result. I mean, considering, the, and then that put the whole weekend like into a bad mood, you yeah, know. But yeah, um, but yeah I, try, I try to, to, to stay positive and, like I say, I try to enjoy every game as I can because I don't know for how many more games I'm going to play. Of course. Now, you released your book, From Brick Factory to Old Travel in 2013, but that wasn't enough for you, was it? Because on 5th of January this year, you made public that you were going to look for funding for your upcoming documentary, The Unknown Torres, with Jasper <laughs> Spaniel. Where did that come from? <laughs> I think mean, you were thinking, why is it doing that? <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking forward to it, just wondering where it bloody came from. Um, 
Yeah, this uh, I just got an email from from my work, and uh, yeah, it's from this uh, guy from Holland, saying he's um, he's he, every year he comes to to Eastbourne actually on holiday with his family. And when I was playing at Crawley, one day he just looked at the fixtures and he thought, oh, I'm gonna we're gonna go and watch Crawley with my dad, and came to watch us. And I don't know, I must have had a good game that day, and he <laughs> said he he absolutely loved me, and he knew like he realized like the fans how much the fans like me and that and he thought well it must be something special this guy so he looked at my story and he, about two years after or no about three or four years after i don't know he's doing a, a degree in uh, in journalism and media and something and he he thought about doing a documentary about to do his um, you know his dissertation mm. <laughs> and uh so at the time i was like nah you know who's who's gonna <laughs> how we're gonna do it i said i, I can't find it it's gonna cost a and he's a, he's a student as well. Uh, I say it's a great idea, and a lot of people told me after I released the book about doing a documentary if I ever thought about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I would love to do it, but I believe it's really, yeah, really difficult. So came with the idea, and yeah, like like you say, in January we uh, we done this uh, Kickstarter campaign. Um, we yeah, we managed to over hundred people donated. I believe it honestly. Like we raised nine thousand pounds. Which uh, yeah, mainly what pay for for the tickets. We went to Argentina in June, um, went to see my family, and where I first started playing. Um, yeah, went to Stamford Bridge when I was at Wickham. We played there. Uh, I still need to go to Old Trafford, which uh, they've been a bit difficult to, <laughs> to get there. Yeah, but hopefully I'm trying to sort my public liability insurance. We I need to we need to film for about half an hour there, but we need yeah some wow. kind of insurance and risk assessments and all that. So I'm trying to put all that together now. now um, on on your Kickstarter page, you mentioned you were looking for around about it's just over ten thousand euros, wasn't it? And yeah, if I remember rightly, you were really with a couple of days to go. You still hadn't just ticked over it. You only just got over the line with a couple of days to go. Were there any nervous moments when you thought, oh, this might not happen? Oh yeah, the first few days. Oh, well, no way. Days, honestly, because I said to him, I, I cannot believe that we're gonna do, like people will actually donate for this, and, and he was like, "You're surprised, you know? You play for many clubs, and, and fans seem to like you." And and then I was, yeah, I was absolutely over the moon. Yeah, about yeah, about five days to go, we reached the target. And, uh, you know, I had I had help from you know Crowley fans, like you know people giving me like some people donating five hundred pound, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I could, I honestly, I couldn't believe it, but. That that shows that I don't know people like like you said like um, the effort I made and hopefully they're gonna enjoy the movie. So. Of course, it, it just proves the the effect that you had on everybody, every single club you've been to. Because I'm sure it wasn't just Crawley fans; it was fans from clubs no, throughout your career. Yeah, honestly, I have from Bainsister, from people texting me, from mostly from from Peterborough, from every every club I play, Whitehawk, of course, Eastbourne. So uh, yeah, I think, and even football fans from like, they they're not supporting. You know, they say I remember you playing against you know, <laughs> Greensby or clubs like that, and, and just sending me texts and you know wishing me luck and that. So it's just um, yeah, I think it's uh, I don't know if it's my hair or what, but people seem to remember. <laughs> <laughs> now you, we did see a brief video update of the you and Jasper in Argentina previously. Um, since then, how is the documentary coming along? Is there any exclusive release date or any other updates you can give us? 
uh, well, to be fair, the plan was to be doing like this week just gone now <laughs> to be uh, doing Old Trafford. Uh, I need to go to Peterborough and see uh, Steve Evans. Uh, well, he's there. <laughs> that, as well, that'll so. be fun. Yeah, what a character. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, so Steve agreed. Everything. Yeah, it was everything planned to do it. But uh, yeah, Man United came with. We need all this insurance, so we had to cancel. Chester uh, had to cancel his his flights, and we're gonna postpone it for end of October to to do all that. Uh, so yeah, basically, I still need to go a few places: uh, Bainsystoke, uh, Peterborough, and Man United mainly, and lots of the interviews with my ex-teammates, my friends, my family. That that's all done, and uh, we're looking to release it hopefully in January 2019 yeah next January so that would be be unbelievable if if we can reach that well a lot of people are very very excited Sergio both of us here and a lot of Crawley fans well fans from clubs throughout your entire career very much looking forward to it Um, so now what's happening now I know you're a lead coach at the Russell Martin Academy is that where eventually when you reach the ripe old age of 50 and you can't play football anymore, <laughs> is, is, is that where your full-time future lies after playing football? I, look, I absolutely love like coaching kids. They, they, they're such a good fan. And then, you know, trying to, to transmit to them, like, I don't know, the experiences I went through and trying to, you know, teach them the right things. Not, not just in football, but just, you know, as, as a model, as a role model. Um so yeah, a lot of these kids doesn't know who I am or doesn't know that I play, uh, you know, against Man United or stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I, I love that. And um, of course, I, I want to be involved as well in in, in, in coaching, you know, first in players. I'm, I'm not sure about being a manager. Always, you know, people ask me that question. I'm not sure if I want that stress. Uh, it's not <laughs> something that I'm thinking now. Yeah. Uh, it might be in the future, but. Uh, being a coach, being involved with the first team, and all that—I think that's that's something that I, I will definitely look into in the in the in the next few years. So, if if that's not possible, I will I will keep you know with with the kids, which which is great. But just something to do with football—that uh, will do me. Brilliant. Now we've got some f- on Twitter. Really, we put out a question, or we 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 allowed followers of the podcast on Twitter to ask some questions. So we got some fans' questions for you. We picked okay. out some really good ones. So, Sam Cook, he said, when you first joined the club, how aware were you made of the clubs and owners' ambitions, and how confident were you in the team around you that you could achieve what they wanted to achieve? Um, yeah, I was at Peterborough, and Gary Johnson, I remember, told me I had a year left on my contract. He said, uh, "Well, you're not going to play for me at all, so look for a club." Wow. <laughs> wow. That was, uh, you know, we weren't honest That's quite in, in managers, but. That was yeah. That was very very honest. Which uh, I was like, no no, let me show you. I can play. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, um, I had actually I had Lincoln who offered me a deal, and and Steve Evans just come and meet me. He, like he called me and and went to a. I met in a hotel. I remember in Peterborough. And, um, my thought was like, no, I want to stay in the league. But but Steve absolutely sold it to me. He uh, yeah. He told me about the players. They were already signed, like Tapsy already signed at the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he said, "Look, we would really wouldn't put together a team together who are going to compete." Uh, and yeah, I really want to get promoted, and I think we can achieve. And if you come, you're going to be a massive part. You're going to be playing every game. Of course, if you if you do well, <laughs> you're going to be playing. Uh, but yeah, I would love to have you in my team. So 
yeah, it was kind of an, an easy decision uh, to, to, to come to Crowley. And well, I spoke to, to, to Russ, well, my friend, uh, Russ Martin, because he's from Brighton. And I, at the time, I said to him, you know, I got this. I know he's in the conference. I'm going to drop out of the league. But it seems, and he said, yeah, you're going to love. He said, move down to Brighton. You're going to love living there. And um, he said, it sounds like it's an, an amazing opportunity because, yeah, uh, you know, Steve... Well, he's a winner and, and he's going to put together a really competitive team. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, the, the ambitions. Well, I knew it straight away. So, um, yeah, and it was, uh, it was a, a great decision and at, the, and at, the, at the time. And the correct decision, it turns out, as well, it seems. The, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Stuart Frost asked, you've got two, what are your two most memorable moments from the club? Now, he is saying, uh, we assume one of those is Old Trafford and probably the other one's Derby. So is there any, <laughs> apart, from, apart from those two, is anything really significantly stand out as an experience at the club? Like, even anything behind the scenes as well, which maybe the fans wouldn't have seen. Well, definitely, I know Derby, we mentioned Derby, but it's uh, like the fans running on the pitch and I'm getting carried away, like jumping with the fans. That was definitely, definitely a top moment in my career. It never happened before or after, uh, just getting moved by the fans. That was, that was a unique experience. Um, well, like, like I mentioned as well, like altering on my way, getting promoted there uh, to the, for, for the first time well, in, to, to the Football League and... Uh, Getting to the third round of the of the FA Cup for the first time for the club, yeah. Um, so, which I believe was beating Derby when we beat Derby. I think it was the first time that the club won. Is that true? That was in and the I third round. That was the yeah. It was when we beat Swindon away. Remember? We beat Swindon in the second round, I think. Yeah, Ben yeah. Smudjo scored two away at Swindon. That got us into the third round. Yeah. Oh my God, I remember that game. That, that, that's another, that, that dressing room, that day is another stuck in my mind as well after the game. Uh, winning 3-2 away to Swindon, which it was about minus five, I remember. Mate, it was, it was, the, it, it was the coldest night of my bloody it, life. It was, and the, it Ewan the still talks night. about it now. <laughs> it, went, it went to extra time. Yep. Uh, the, pitch, the pitch was actually frozen. I don't know how they carry on playing. We carry on playing. And I remember that was the first time my hair, like, I touched my hair and it was like uh, <laughs> proper hard. And I was like, what's going on? That never happened before. Well, welcome to England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's, another, that's another memory, yeah. Good. Uh, I about Swindon. That was, uh, cool. that, that was a special, uh, yeah, special, special day. So, and behind the scenes, I don't know, that, that, that year, which was an amazing, honestly, amazing dressing room. Every day was was enjoyable going to training because we knew something like no, they, we had so many good characters like uh, Scotty, uh, oh, Scott Shearer, the goalie, uh, hmm. Monty, Bully, Tapsy, Maka, McAllister. Yeah. It just, it just, uh, Kipes, we just have a really, really good group and uh, yeah, it was, it's just uh, an amazing time. And that, that leads nicely into the next question from Ruben Watt. Are you are you still in touch with any of the players from those sort of golden years? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, do, I do speak to Tatsy a bit. Uh, Maka tried to get me to play to Gosport this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, he said, yeah, Tatsy's coming with me as well. I would love to, to have you here. But, you know, I got contract at Eastbourne. one. I said, uh, it's a bit too far for me. And I said, I got contract. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm still talking to Aaron Hanty. I'm still talking to Bully. Uh, Josh Simpson, of course. I'm quite close to Josh. So, yeah, uh, Kipes, I saw him not long ago. So, yeah, it's, uh, still, still, uh, still in touch with him. 
Brilliant. Good luck, and um, so I don't know how much you keep your eye on Crawley now you're sort of um, further a bit down the south coast, but Stephen North did ask, of the current Crawley team um, that you're aware of, do you think any of those would have made it into the old Trafford squad? <laughs> so it was a tough uh, squad, you know, tough squad wanna, to get into the, there. I don't want the boys now from the team. So <laughs> um, well, you can say Bully. Yeah, you can say Danny Bullman because he's still in the squad. Bully, Bully, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, um, I'm not I'm not really sure. I believe well, it was a great win against Lincoln. Uh, uh, that was another of my old clubs. So uh, that that's another another great club, uh, Lincoln. And that was that was amazing, amazing result when when I see it coming the other day. Uh, yeah, Bully definitely will make it into that team. <laughs> but I... now, which is which is has really really strong team that day. It was uh, incredible. Pablo Mills and and and. and Kyle at the back that they were you know they were solid and, yeah. and even at Old Trafford I think the both were both best player on the pitch that, yeah. that, that game so building a we had a really really good uh, back four and solid solid team brilliant now um, a couple more questions last ones now Sam Cook again now you can answer this either personally or on behalf of the squad now what was the feeling in the squad when Steve Evans left bearing in mind the video that got out with Scott Nielsen dancing and, um, you know, that sort of situation. What was the feeling around the squad? I remember the video now. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Steve, he was, he was a great character. Um, I would say day to day he was great. Uh, you know, if you needed something, like, he was really helpful. I, I, I haven't got a bad word to say, but the day of the game he used to be, like, a different man. And, yeah. uh and yeah, come and you know the, the, everyone knows about the hair dry and used to come and shout in your face and that. And yeah, at the beginning, I remember I went to speak to Steve and say, "I don't think I can play for you. Uh, I don't like the way you're speaking to me." <laughs> uh, but he said, "Serge, Serge, uh, he said you're right. I don't, I don't like you. And well, I can't say, I can't swear on here, but he said, <laughs> I, I love you. Uh, I bloody love you." <laughs> and you know that put something in my head. I was like. He said, "Don't take it personal. That's 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 yeah. how I am. Yeah. I I, I want to win, and then I get yeah, I get frustrated and that. Uh, the feeling the squad was um, I don't know, I don't know. Some people, of course, who who were not in playing every game, of course, they they saw us an opportunity and uh, but they, you know, the, the, we were you know he was he was our manager and 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 we got we got promoted and then we went through a lot of stuff and then the following year." Yeah, we didn't win as many games, but we were selling the league as him when he left. So it was a surprise yeah. leaving three or four games before the season finished because, you know, there were rumours that he was going to go, but we thought he's going to wait until we got promoted. Yeah. So uh, Craig Brewster came in and, you know, he, he was brilliant. He yeah. was brilliant. And, great guy, isn't uh, it? was Yeah, great guy. I, I saw him two weeks ago. He came to watch me, at, well, watch me, watch the game at uh, Eastbourne. And uh, I had a great chat with, with, with Craig. And um, I remember against Hereford, I don't know if you remember, we lost 3-0 at home. If we won that game, we would be promoted just two games before the season finished. And, and they were already relegated, I think, weren't they? They Hereford were already time. relegated, yeah. And we lost 3 and We got absolutely smashed and the fans were not happy. I remember that game. We were, yeah, we were awful. I don't know if it was the, the, the pressure or what it was, but we were... So we put pressure on ourselves to go to Alcrington and win that game. So... But yeah, I'm so pleased for for Craig because uh, it would have been yeah, it would have been devastating for him taking yeah. the team two games and 
you know, not not making it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's like, uh, yeah, some people were happy when he left. Uh, uh, for me, you know, he helped me a lot. He made me a lot stronger mentally. Uh, now when I hear manager shout on that, I was like, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of uh, make me a, a lot stronger as a player, yeah, mentally. Brilliant. Now, that is the end of the fans' questions, Sergio. Thank you so much for answering everything so honestly uh, today. Last thing we're going to get you to do, as you know, you do your Sergio Says for each for <laughs> yeah. each podcast. So you've you've been doing all right. You did say Lincoln were going to win 1-0, but we actually won 1-0, as you know. I know, I know. <laughs> Go on, went the wrong I, side. I'd like, like to say Crawley's going to lose. Of course. Well. I thought they were the league, a strong team. <laughs> so we've, we've got two games coming up. We've got Morecambe at home this Saturday coming up okay so a prediction for that one they are currently where are they in the league Jonathan they are just be- above the drop zone just so above the drop zone so they've lost six out of seven games this season if that gives you some context oh, to how they're yeah. doing I will, let, I, will go, I will go for a clean sheet 2-0 Two. New manager, surely he's going to tie the other pack. We'll, yeah. we'll take that one. And finally, second and last, Forest Green away on the 22nd. Currently unbeaten in League Two. Two wins, five draws. Tougher game. Forest Green away, tough place. We played there in the conference, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember I got a really good memory from that game. Uh, in the warm-up, Danny Bullman absolutely smashed it to a goal and he hit my head. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was on the floor and I went to the dressing room, uh, played the whole game, and then I, when the game finished, I couldn't remember the first half. <laughs> so uh, I, got, I got good memory from first game. Uh, I, I will go for a draw that one. 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one. absolutely perfect. Sergio, on behalf of everybody listening, thank you so much for being in touch with us. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to speak to you. Jonathan, any last words or questions? No, I, I think I just got to echo what you said, you and thank you so much, Sergio, for spending the time to chat to us. And uh, well, hopefully, we'll be able to get you in to some future podcasts as well, especially with your very regular Sergio says segment, which we <laughs> no, absolutely always, love. No, always a pleasure, and uh, good luck. Good thank luck you. With the, yeah, with the podcast, Sergio. Thank you. Good luck for the rest of the season, of course. Good luck to uh, family life, future life, whatever you end up doing. But we'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be keeping in touch with you regularly. Thanks so much for your time. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Bye. buddy.